Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it again. Roll from the top. I just wanted to do that. He was waiting to do that. Okay. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya. Hey guys. (laughs) Okay, today I was going to be like, Anya. Because <laughs> in Korean, annyeong is high and by, so yeah. it works Ooh, both ways. Like aloha. I learned that from the rest of development. Oh. Annyeong. Annyeong. My friends used to call me annyeong in college <laughs> just because that was the only Korean word they knew. Oh, that's so cool. Probably from, probably <laughs> yeah. from Arrested Development. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lady, have you guys ever seen it? Uh-uh, I haven't mm. seen it. The lady adopts a Korean boy. And they say his name's Ang Young because every time they say Ang Young, he says Ang Young. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. I guess he just does it every time we say his name. <laughs> it's really, it's probably very inappropriate. But That's thank only, you for teaching me. Only a lot. I always yeah. want to say to your parents Ang Young, but then oh, yeah, no. I know there's like another phrase because of their their elders that I don't remember, so I don't feel like I should. Yeah, there's honorifics in Korean, so if you were to say that to them, be very disrespectful. Oh, yeah. So it's a good thing I did not say it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can bow and say Annyeong Haseyo. Haseyo. That's one I keep forgetting. Annyeong Haseyo. Annyeong Haseyo, which means I love you so much. No. <laughs> Why would the, why would you have it to means, tell someone you hi, love them? I love you. It means hi, <laughs> sir. Yeah, just with the honorific, and then you can put your hand on your belly button and do a little bow. It's funny because I bow at people, to people, but like not because I'm Asian. I just like do a little bow all the time because my dad does that, and I think I picked that up from him. So anytime I see people, I tend to like bow or like a nice. Oh, your dad does like a head nod all yeah. the time. He'll always be like, oh, let me. And then yeah. he always yeah. nods. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bow to you. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Hi. So now I've been doing that and I'm like, where did I learn this? And then I realized from it's from my father that I'm, that I'm learning this. I'm yeah. old now. Wow. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So Annyeong is hi and bye. So Annyeong. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> That was a very long introduction. That was. I'm sorry. What are we talking about today? So today is the third and final part to our care tip series for Hoya. And we're going to talk about all the other little weird, odd, and and things that happen during Hoya care. That has to do with um, like environment or any other weird little things that happen and Mm -hmm. people always ask us about. And things that we've experienced too, so... Yeah, that's what it is, y'all. Yeah, every time you say final, I'm like, oh, this is our last episode ever. Oh and, then I, and then I have to remember it's the final episode don't, to our don't series. Don't jinx it, Jesse. 
<laughs> you swear, but by the time this goes out, we won't even have 10 episodes out yet. I like, know. <laughs> that's it. It was nice meeting y'all. That was a good run. Yeah. <laughs> So what's what's the weird thing about Hoya, Lydia? Tell us. Yeah, tell I us feel your like... most favorite thing that you've been dealing with lately. Oh Lord, have mercy. Yeah, okay. I think we do need to talk about that at the top of the hour because <sighs> we didn't talk about it in the past episode, which was our last episode. Yes, mm-hmm. and we should have. But the reason I forgot and I remember today was because literally real time today this happened. And out of all the pests that you hear about and deal with, I never thought in a million years moths would be the thing because we hear about moths and it's like a good thing because there's moths naturally that pollinate Hoya. And I just thought like, oh, like they must all be harmless, right? No, (laughs) y'all. No siree. So Jesse and I went to Alaska. What? It's been a month now. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been a month now. And literally before I left, I watered everything. Everything looked perfectly fine because you all know I water mm-hmm. all my plants religiously every single week. And I checked everything. It was fine. Was gone for less than a week. Come back to water my plants. And literally there were like so many leaves eaten up by something like just gone you know like the book the very hungry caterpillar like that that's what happened in your cabinet it wasn't wasn't like holes in the leaves it was like whole leaves gone dude that's insane i can't even imagine coming home to that and i was like what the heck is going on right now and i found this tiny little worm probably the size of like, I don't know. I feel like it was like a centimeter long or something. I'll, I'll repost it. But I squished in all this green juice came out. Probably the leaves of my Hoya. <laughs> yeah, digesting. <laughs> Leaf juice. I like had no idea. It smells idea. like an <laughs> Bro, I was like, what the heck is this? I don't even know what is going on. And I posted a video of it. And one of our friends from high school um, he's into like insects and I guess raised a moth before. And Is he that said, an entomologist? No. I think it's a hobby though. Yeah. He's not like yeah. a professional uh, bug. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's he's just, just weird. Yeah. So he's just a bug <laughs> In hobbyist. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. A bug hobbyist. And I guess, um, it was the caterpillar, Larvae. I don't even know the correct term because I'm not a bug person. Bugs <laughs> aren't a vibe. And he was like, yeah, if you, you know, like raise that, it would become a moth. He was like, I've done it before. And I was like, well, I killed mine. <laughs> it's dead. He was like giving her instructions on like how to build it at home and give it the best environment. She's like, it's dead. It just ate my plants. It's dead. And he showed me a picture of the one he raised. And it was actually pretty cute. And I was like, oh, that's cute. But I killed mine. <laughs> Because it went to town. Yeah, it just went to town and it created this like weird, like thick webbing. And yeah. Was the webbing located in a certain spot or was it just like all over no, the place? No, like mostly it looked like underneath the leaves. So I think maybe it, it was trying to cocoon under a leaf or something like that. But that's where I found it in the webbing. So I pulled it all off and then I found the little cal- caterpillar, squished it. All my little Hoya juices came out of it. My beloved plants. <laughs> and then what happened today? Bro, and then, so. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Stop. 
since then I've been checking my plants religiously because he said that I guess like um, like whenever they lay eggs, they lay like a ton of them. But um, I guess they're like they eat a lot, clearly. And <laughs> so like basically it's like, you know, survival of the fittest, like the hungriest one stays alive. So I guess they it'll they'll like, eat each other until the last one's left. But I was still checking them religiously because you just never know. Because he was like, oh, it probably just flew in from outside and then laid an egg somewhere. And then you ended up with, you know, one caterpillar left over or something. Mm -hmm. So I've been checking my plants. And today was watering day. Was looking over my little plants and my Bella, I think it was the Aniki boys. Look on it. And this little moth, probably the size of and my pinky. Was, uh, Lita boys. Lita boys. <laughs> A little moth was sitting on my leaf like it owned it. It wasn't little. I mean, it was pretty big. <laughs> it was. It, it looked big. Yeah, it looked big, but it was honestly a little bit smaller than that actual Bella leaf. Okay. Mm. It was sitting on it like it owned the place. And I was <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this going on right now? <laughs> you were like, do you pay rent here? Because no. Yeah. So then <laughs> I had to find something to like grab it and I couldn't find chopsticks. So I grabbed a pair of scissors <laughs> The next best thing. Why would you use chopsticks? Okay. Because how else would you grab it? I wasn't going to grab it with my fingers. <gasps> Sorry, there's a mosquito in here that landed in your head. And I was, well, was going to kill it, but I, it's gone. It left, bro. Like, it left like six hours ago. Sorry. Bro. I'm more concerned that you couldn't find chopsticks in your house. Well, because I had to go to the drawer, <laughs> but it was like urgent. I thought it would maybe fly away. But then I went to like snip at it with my scissors and instead of flying it like bounced down onto another plant and then it started like burrowing into the pond. So then I like dug in my pond and oh, it found was like, it. Kind of like digging down. It was like oh, Yeah, like burrowing. Creepy. I know. So then I finally found it, grabbed it with my scissors, and then it spliced in half because I was using scissors. <laughs> and then like, like More a, green goo? Yeah, it looked like a little worm like was coming. I don't know. Uh, Guys, it's freaking disgusting. So, so moral of the story, if a moth gets into your house... Don't think it's going to pollinate your Hoya. You need, <laughs> you yeah, need that's to what get you, it out. That's what we originally were like, here we go, we got a pollinator. No, you've got a nuisance. Oh, yeah, because then you've been at my house, so I feel like you've been at my house and like a moth got in or something, and you're like, save it. It'll pollinate the Hoya. Or maybe someone else. Maybe I told Steve. you to save oh, okay. it. Yeah, I told you yeah, to save it. Yeah, because naturally in like Southeast Asia, that's yeah. how the Hoya get pollinated is there's these little moths that come out at night and they pollinate the Hoya. And I was like, wow, all right, come in, come in, come pollinate my Hoya. <laughs> and then it decided to eat my plant instead. Yikes. That so, web was pretty gross, though. I got to be honest. The whole thing is disgusting, guys. So let me just tell you, if you see a moth in your house, don't let it stay. <laughs> kill it. And avoid yourself some trouble. Yeah. That's the end of my story. Okay. <sighs> well, it's, you'll have to post pictures of this. Yeah. I'll, I'll the post. one today was kind of gross because you saw like the ca the cocoon. Yeah. Post it anyway. In the adult. I bet people Yeah. And it. the mouth was like long. Yeah. But yeah, I looked up the kind of moth that I thought it was. And I think it's maybe a crambid snout moth. Because it has like a distinct mouth shape. But anyway, it ain't a vibe. Don't keep the moths around. 
I would never have guessed that to be like an issue because I'm always like having moths in the house and I'm always like, oh, yeah. maybe pollinate my Hoya that exactly never blew. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're going through this and it's not me. <laughs> hey, you're Bella bloomed. True. Very true. Your first ever bloom, which is amazing. So yeah. yeah. And there was somebody that I follow on Instagram, Kennedy, her Hoya Haven. She also lives in Arizona. And the exact same thing happened to her. And I think so, one got into her cabinet. I think oh. so. And I think that's maybe what caused the problem, which mine originally was also in a cabinet. And I've seen a moth in there and I just let it be because I thought, what harm could it do? <laughs> you found out. Seriously, <laughs> though. So yeah. So if you see moths, so save yourself some heartache because they are ferocious eaters and will eat up <laughs> All of your freaking leaves. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Was what? it mostly thin leaf toy though? That's what I needed to ask. Yeah. No, it was. It, it was went, the Ricardo, right? It went ham on the Ricardo. And it went ham on some of my Ricardo, and then it must have not fit its fancy because then it moved on to my Bermanica. And it went ham on a leaf, and then it found the Campanulata, I think. I don't know the exact pattern, but this is what I'm assuming. (laughs) Because then, by the time it got to the Campanulata, it went ham. There were, like, two whole leaves missing. But these all sound, like, more thin leaf. Like, it didn't like the Ricardo, and then it went to the thin leaves Hoyas. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe it tried the thin leaves, and then it got full on the Ricardo. Maybe. I don't know. But, guys, (laughs) uh uh-uh. Yeah. So, save yourself some heartache. No moths. What's another weird Hoya thing, guys? Yeah, what's the next thing we want to talk about? Um, well, there's a lot of different things I feel like that can happen with just environment, you know? And I think one of the big ones that we see is with lighting. Um, we talked about last time how there's some Hoya that sun's just really pretty, like the sunrise and the whole, you know, foliage becomes red. And so we purposely sun stress those plants. But there are some Hoya... I feel like don't like the sun stress as much um, or they're just not as pretty. And so um, the anthocyanins develop and it's more like blotchy and kind of looks like a blemish. So I think that's something for people to consider. My sunrise is not, not every leaf is the pretty sun stressing. It's very like blotchy and splot, splashy, like splotty, <laughs> blotchy and blotty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. New words. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I don't force sun stress any of my Hoya. Yeah. But I do struggle with the the lights that I have will sun stress Hoya. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, when I'm, I grow my props under those lights, I feel like the new leaves come out very chlorotic. Like it's too bright for them. Mm. You know, it's not that deep green. It's a very light green. And I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. Because mm. you use the T8s. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Because T8s are brighter and T5s are a little less bright. And I have T5s in my house. Okay. I have whatever's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, a weird Hoya thing for me is um, that I realize that a lot of Hoya won't grow until they get trellised. Um, Like the Crassipetiolata Splash. Um, it, Lydia gave me a cutting last Christmas, I think, and it stayed that way for a long, long time. And then I saw somebody on Instagram was like, it wasn't growing. So I trellised it and it took off. And sure enough, I trellised it. And like a week later, it was like taking off with all this growth. And now I've kept it like 
on the trellis and like kept up with like trellising it every time it grows. And it's taken off. Has it? And I think that some Hoya are like that. Um, I've only experienced it with like that one. And then um, the optimistic, I've also had that be the case where they won't grow until you trellis them. And I think you can kind of tell because they'll start putting out this long vine mm-hmm. with no leaves on it. And then once it finds something to wrap around, it'll wrap around it, feel like confident it can push out those leaves. And so I think you can kind of tell. But one thing that I caution whenever you're trellising your plants, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if it's like a brand new vine that's going, if you like start forcing it downwards, I find that the it vine aborts. can, yeah, it'll it'll just dry up and then stop. Yeah, so, yeah, you're the one who taught me that too. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I wait until the vine hardens and then I'll, you know, kind of force it downward. But then the end of it, I'll find a way for it to still point upwards so it'll keep on going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I do understand why they don't grow until you have them trellised or supported mm-hmm. because the plant's trying to prevent itself from snapping in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a Hoya's not going to grow up this vine and then throw off a leaf that's not in, on a supported vine because it'll just flop down. But I do notice with the trellising, like you just said, um, when you bend a vine downward, though, it does kind of release apical dominance, mm-hmm. and then you really start to see other vines start shooting off pretty quickly. But I have had Hoya that when I... Because, you know, my trellis are circles. Mm-hmm. And I let it grow pretty far before I, because I want to make sure when I wrap it around that it's still going to be facing up on the other side. Same. Um, because I have had like, it didn't dry up or anything, but they just won't grow leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it forced off a new vine somewhere else, usually towards the top of the trellis, which is mm-hmm. a little annoying. Yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I give you all of this thing to grow on and you want to go off and. Yeah. No, same thing. Yeah. And then there are definitely those Hoya where like it doesn't have to go on a trellis, but like you're saying with the apical dominance, if you just like let it trail and if it's trailing off of just one side, like you'll start noticing it teeters to that side and to balance itself, it'll put out a vine to kind of like even itself out, which I think is cool. Yeah. I didn't tell you this day, but I meant Mm. to send you a photo, but my Hoya Lacanosa Sienger. Sandra uh-huh. has a padunk dunk. <gasps> I almost sent it to Aura too. I was, I was, but then sometimes I feel like it's a little too braggy. Like, oh, look at all these plants you gave me that have peduncles. We're on peduncle watch. Okay, you know how I pals. told you guys that my snow caps had a peduncle? Well, it fell off today, so <laughs> I gotta get better at memorizing these. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I wish you all the best on yours. <laughs> we'll have to post a picture of that. I'm sure by the time this episode goes out, it'll probably already be blooming. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. be yeah. working on its like third bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the, the clapping noise? Um, but the reason I yeah, Adam's all the song that goes a while. Whoa, yeah, go yeah, see Andrew. It, it goes too long. Um. <laughs> The reason I was thinking about that is because apical dominance is really kind of apparent and easy to see in Lacanosa, especially because they're kind of more trailers mm-hmm. anyway. So you, I'm sure the people out there, you've you've probably gotten like a vine of Lacanosa, and the second that thing dips below the pot, because that's it, it dangles, it's a hanging plant, it activates another node and it just it's starts just like shooting, shooting off out everywhere. Yeah. 
So that's why I kind of love Lacanosa too. Yeah. They grow really well. Yeah, and they fill in pretty nicely. Yeah. I wish my Lacanosa would do that. <laughs> well, maybe it's because I've been trellising them you up. Dip. <laughs> well, well yeah. that one TikTok that we made was of your Lacanosa, but it's no longer with us. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> But that one was on its way out. I have some that like have been growing consistently, but I do keep trellising them up. And now that you're saying that, mm. I guess I'm not supposed to. Well, I mean, you can, yeah. but not because there. I feel like there are certain types of Hoya, if you just let it trail, like that's not its preferred way to grow. Yeah. But then there's some Hoya where their preferred way is to trail. Like Bella, Chinguensis. Yeah. Like those, yeah. those are not climbing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about like fungal issues on Hoyas? Yeah. So I, feel I currently like... have that going on on one of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. My Cebu, SP Cebu. So I think like one of the, like the first things to determine whether you have a fungal or bacterial issue is does it spread? Like if you notice like a black dot or a brown dot on your Hoya, and if it's spreading, then you know something funky is going on. Is that me making that noise? Yeah, it's the table. <laughs> you, you've been making it pretty consistently. That's okay, though. Then say something. Is that what you guys are both giving me daggers? No, no. I always Laser just eye. look at you and just see. But sometimes we see imperfections on leaves and it happens from, you know, like either damage or... Or, like, I feel like, um, which one is the silver dollar is very prone to um, developing scarring. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but some foliage is uh, just. The silver dollar really is prone to scarring? To scarring. Yeah. So people say, especially on leaves that haven't hardened, if you happen to like nick it or something, then there's a silver scar or a purple scarring on there. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't go away. You're right. So that's like that. an imperfection. Or if you, you know, spray your plants or it has a drop of water on it and your grow lights, you know, burn that onto your leaf, then that's an imperfection that happens. But those imperfections just stay as is. <laughs> Y'all, we're a hot mess over here at Let's Talk Hoya. <laughs> but those imperfections stay as is. But you know you have something funky, fungal, bacterial going on if you see like something black or brown. And it doesn't just stay like that. It starts spreading and the you leaf see it in gets... other spots. Yeah, so. or it spreads to another leaf or something like that. So... I feel like I haven't had too many fungal bacterial issues. The only reason like I'm pretty keen on it is because whenever you do importing, it happens a lot because it happens from, you know, the foliage being damp or wet with no air circulation. And whenever plants come from overseas, it's in a box. Mm. It gets like literally the paper feels wet mm -hmm. from, you know, whatever is happening in there. And so then naturally leaves are going to have fungus bacteria that develops on the foliage. So it happens. And is there like a solution to it? Or is it like just throw the whole plant away? It's done. 
I wouldn't say you have to throw the whole plant away. I mean, it's unfortunate if it happens on a plant where it only has like a leaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the best thing to do is like if it's like a little small amount and if you can just cut that affected portion, you can cut the affected portion. My solution is just to cut the whole leaf off and then you can buy like some kind of like a fungicide. Um, the pure crop one is a fungicide and you can just spray it onto the plant um, so it doesn't continue to spread. But. All right, let me take a break and go do that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but if it just had a small spot on a leaf, couldn't you treat that with the fungicide and it would kill that fungus? Uh, maybe. But, but the leaf isn't going to go back to being pretty, huh? No. No, but also if it's a one leaf cutting, oh, okay. like yeah. you still need some photosynthesis action happening. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I haven't tried doing that because my automatic response is just cut it off. But you could also, I mean, but I have like had really beautiful leaves that I get from an import and it's sad to see it go. So then I'll just like make like as natural of a cut as I can and just cut that section off and then spray a fungicide on it and then it's fine. Okay. So that's what I do. Um, But if you want to try treating it as is, I mean, you definitely can. I've just never tried it before. Right. So ways that you can uh, really kind of increase fungal activity on your plants, not just Hoya in general, but plants, is no circulation. So say you have all your Hoya in a cabinet. It's nice and humid in there, but you don't have a fan to circulate the air. That's like a breeding ground for fungus. Yes. And I think like there's a lot of people who purchase Ikea cabinets during the pandemic I am guilty. I'm a lot of people too. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the very, very important things is to make sure that you have a fan in there. Mm. You have Mm -hmm. to have a fan. Circulate the air. Yes. So all of my cabinets have fans in there. And you also want to make sure that they're rated for um, like humidity so they don't short circuit. So that's really important thing. So um, the ones that people recommend are, um, what is it? There's a certain brand we'll post it on Instagram, but it's basically for computers. And so it's rated for a certain level of dampness. So those are the popular ones that get used, but air circulation is key. Yeah. And another thing that can actually really cause fungal issues to spread. If maybe there is one that you didn't know about is the whole misting your plants. I know uh, I, I stopped doing that, but when I was same. a new plant parent, you know, I was like, oh, these these babes need... I was in the Midwest. Everything needed humidity. In the Midwest, in the winter, there's no humidity. And I would just... Every morning, I would spritz my plants. But I was like... I I, I stopped doing it because I got lazy. But then also, I was like, oh, this is how you can spread fungus, like all over your plants. But I feel like that was a craze when we were all first starting into plants because the whole craze was you need to raise humidity. You need to raise humidity. Mm -hmm. And everyone was buying all sorts of humidifiers. And I mean, it still is the craze because that's why everyone's buying these cabinets. I was supposed to say, especially if you're coming in from the aeroid world where a lot of aeroids are like the varicosum, the Milanos. I won't name them a lot because it's Hoya, but... (laughs) Um, but you know, the number one thing they tell you is humidity, especially out here in the middle of the desert. You're trying to grow plants, raise the humidity. What's the best way? Put in a glass cabinet. 
Yeah, but I'm talking about like raising <laughs> humidity just in ambient air, mm. like not yeah. a controlled environment, like raising humidity just in your whole house, you know? And so like the humidifiers were a huge thing. And then everyone was like, missed your plants every morning, every night. <laughs> or the pebble tray underneath yeah. them. Yes. I mean, yeah. I'm practically all my Hoya are in pebble trays because I would just, that's kind of like what Lekka is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're just sitting in water. Yeah. But yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. And then that causes, it can cause fungal issues, bacterial issues, especially if you don't have air circulation because that water is just sitting on the foliage. And then if you do it during the daytime and your grow lights are on or if the sunlight's beating down on your plants, then it can cause damage. It can burn your leaves. So all sorts of things. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't do it. I well, am- you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, Hoya friends. So we launched our Patreon, a.k.a. Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I've never really, I did have one Hoya that I got. It was a Crinkle 8 way back in the day. And it was like a six-inch pot of it, mm-hmm. maybe a four-inch pot or a five-inch pot. I don't know. It was a something-inch pot. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those where you buy it at the, the nursery and it has like multiple vines in it. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of just getting into Hoya. I had my big Carnosa. I had an Obavada, and then I bought this Crinkle 8. And one of the vines, like all of the leaves in the vines had like these like almost, I would say it looks akin to like crop circles. Like it was all of these like little circular. I know what you're talking about. And, you know, I was a new, I was a newbie in the plant world and I just posted it online because I had some Instagram followers and I was like, anybody know what this is? And I think it was Gretchen, Greenhouse Girl. And she's like, you need to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, that was only on that one. So I, I take it, I took it out of the pot and I just, I did toss that entire vine out, but the other two looked fine and they grew perfectly until I, I recently gave that plant away to someone. Wait, local, what was it? A Hoya crinkle eight. No, no. What was the thing? Oh, um, it was like a tomato spot disease or something like it was a fungal slash bacterial thing. Uh, and it's very contagious. Oh. Like if the foliage like touches of other plants, it'll spread really quickly. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that was a thing in the Hoya world. Yeah, it made the leaves look real funky because it was like yellow circles, but they were almost like it was almost being like you were on shrooms looking at it because like <laughs> it was like, do you remember the old solitaire when you won and the cards bounced down, but like it traveled? Yeah. The cards like traveled and you saw it. It was like that, but with circles. It was like on the leaves throughout. How do you know what being on shrooms looks like, Adam? Well, I don't, but I'm assuming. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's trying to expose you, but I guess not. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to test it out if anyone. <laughs> anyway, let's talk Hoya, not shrooms. 
<laughs> PR Lydia's like, uh, we're gonna cut that out, right? <laughs> I actually was with a friend on her first like adventure with shrooms, <laughs> and she did fine. So you know what? Let's Lydia, hang out, Lydia. It's a plant, all right? Yeah, it's a plant. Let's talk shrooms, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if I wish- Audience, I really wish you could see Lydia's face right now. It's like between like terrified and also just like laughing. She's not wheezing right now. This is gonna become a rated R podcast. (laughs) No, but we can make it one too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's another funky Hoya thing, Lydia? Before we start talking off topic, (laughs) I think. Sounds like she's Weezer. dying. I don't even think I could make sounds like that. Anyway. Oh, I think one big thing that's going to start coming into consideration, especially with winter coming and shipping and people buying plants, and a question I always get asked is cold damage. And then, of course, during the summertime, heat damage. Mm. And not only for people who... Because, I mean, we're not able to, but there's people all over the place that put Hoya out or put like plants out in general and then bring them back inside. Um, and also, you know, whenever you're buying plants, just wondering like what's too cold or what's too hot. So, um, yeah. Do cold and heat damage present themselves very similar? Very similar. Melty leaves. Like mushy, almost like, like those toys that kids have where it's like you put paint in the Ziploc bag and you can like draw a picture in it. Yeah. It becomes, <laughs> the Hoya leaves look like. Yeah. The leaf becomes. Jesse, that's not a toy that kids have. That's literally someone putting paint in a Ziploc oh, bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was kidding. poor. So. <laughs> that's my toys too. Yeah. <laughs> look who's talking. <laughs> unwrap a gift from the tree and it's another box of macaroni and cheese. Yay. Canned goods. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. So heat and cold damage are very similar. Just yeah, kind of just the like leaves become translucent. If it hasn't already disintegrated, if you kind of like were to like smush them between your fingers, it would just disintegrate in between your fingers. So they do exhibit very similarly. And I always tell people, you just have to think, okay, if I were to put out my Hoya in a hundred degree weather, is it going to be okay? Mm. And I mean, I ship from here from very hot weather, but that's with the understanding that by the time it's traveled through the night, it's somewhere cooler. Mm -hmm. But if you're somewhere where it's like 100 degrees or over and it's going to consistently be in that weather, like one of the things to think about is, is that too hot for plants? And it could be, it's a risk. So that's something to consider. But for like cold, I know a big thing for shipping during the winter time is heat packs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like them. Some people don't. I'm one of those people that really doesn't like heat packs. I'm not a huge proponent of them because I think they do a lot more damage than good because some people don't pack them properly. Um, yeah, you but, can't just like toss it in there. Yeah, it has to like be. Yeah. I've received Hoyas like that. <laughs> yeah. So like if you like with winter coming up here soon and for weather being really cold for some people, I would say, you know, if you're still going to get plants, A, if it's snowing, there's a blizzard or something, definitely no. <laughs> if you're going to be in like freezing temperatures, definitely no. But I would say upwards to like 40 degrees Maybe even 30 degrees is okay, but always ask for that silver 
insulation yeah. and that is going to make a huge difference for shipping yeah yeah i always like give myself a season like right now i can ship hoyas or i can buy hoyas and have them shipped to me and that's my like package season and then once it's cooler then i look for local events or local trades or even like we'll plan some ourselves so that we can a couple swaps yeah sales. plan a couple mm-hmm. swaps and then that way you're not risking that cold damage or like that that issue yeah i felt so bad ava karen weiberg mm-hmm. the person who discovered the hoya sipitangensis yes. and who has the hoya webergier named mm-hmm. after them uh was sending me a webergier and another hoya that she discovered mm-hmm. well she, i don't want to say discovered but she found and published whatever uh and it was over like Labor Day weekend here and we had like a heat wave. Yeah. And I just don't know if it was like sitting out in the truck because the second it hit my mailbox, I went and got it. But those plants were like goners, melted. The leaves were like translucent. Oh, no. And it was like, it was like oh. ooze. So and they didn't make it. And we've had so some really sad. cool weather here lately. So it's like yeah. just that one day of heat is But, you know, with to, the holiday yeah. weekend, like, yeah. who knows? They might have just left that package in the back of a semi-truck. Loaded up the truck and left it there. And mm-hmm. To drive off on Monday morning or Tuesday mm-hmm. morning or whatever. I was gutted, but she did say she would send more. Oh, oh how nice. So and she's like, I'll send it UPS this day so it comes to your doorstep. And I was like, that's really kind. Oh, that is because you so never check your mail either. I don't. But I did check it that day. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Remember over the summer you ordered a sigillatus? <laughs> no, he doesn't remember. I did. It was Atlas River. Yeah. No, From he Lydia's does. Friend. He does remember because the face he's making. <laughs> what happened, Adam? Tell us. Well, I'm going to say it was her fault. <laughs> Stop. It wasn't her fault. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. You can never blame a seller for issues like that. So then I forgot that I ordered <laughs> something. <laughs> and then, surprise, it had been sitting in the Arizona, like... 118 degree yeah, weather. Yeah, the dead of summer heat. It was gone. But I think, didn't you remember? Because I remember it was from a joint purge that we did. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a plant and it was a thin leaf plant. It was the Suathianensis that I was super stoked about. And I was like, guys, it came in the mail. And, and then, then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pobrecito. Yeah. Yeah, ordering plants in Arizona is tough. Like you really, yeah. so it's like Russian wh- roulette. <laughs> one thing, and I know that I, I, it's a privilege to have this, but I did get a PO box, mm-hmm. which actually helps a lot because it's obviously temperature controlled, and they can just put it in a locker there. Um, so that's a, a thing to think about. When I was in Illinois, when it was in the middle of winter, I would have things shipped to my work because my work allowed me to ship things there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I always did that too when I was at the office. So nothing was ever sitting at a doorstep. My coworkers were like, "Uh, you've got five plants sitting at the front (laughs) desk. I know, but the whole office likes to see what plant you got. Same. When you open that box, they were were mad at me when I was like, no, I have to do an unboxing when, when I get home on video. And they were like, so we don't get to see it. Yeah, and I was like, you will on YouTube. <laughs> but but then then sometimes you'll have the coworkers who are like, oh, how much did that cost you? And you paid for that, and yeah. you paid for it to get shipped there. And I'm like, you know what? I don't tell you how to spend your money, <laughs> and I'm over here suffering the same eight hours you are. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm here suffering this eight hours. <laughs> there was a moment where I thought she was like fake laughing. I know. So, like, that's too. hilarious. <laughs> I think that's so funny because, okay, off topic, but have you guys seen those TikToks about like working your wage and like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, I think those TikToks the Veronica are girl? hilarious. And that's what reminded me of. So yeah. that's why it made me laugh. Mm. So yeah, so um, shipping is, those mm. are some things to consider. Um, I think some of the other woes that we hear about when it comes to Hoya is um, peduncles falling off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had that happen <laughs> and I can't tell you how to prevent it, but peduncles falling off or the br- the blooms growing and then they just don't ever bloom and they fall off. Mm-hmm. Those are some woes. And Adam is the... <laughs> Peduncle king. I was gonna go in my peduncle pal. <laughs> <laughs> He's the dunk pal. The dunk dunk. The, the, the dunk daddy. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that one. Can we? Can we sell stickers at see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the artwork behind it? It'll be Adam's face with the Hoya peduncle in his hand. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, peduncle, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's what'll be in my hand. Oh my. A real big one. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, tell us, Dunk Two Daddy. Two out of three of us are very inappropriate on this podcast, and the other one is really angry right now. <laughs> yeah, tell us. What about Dunk Daddy? <laughs> Okay, I just want to point out that you're the one who brings it up. But I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it. I don't mean it like anything either. You're such a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Tell us about Dunk Daddy. What about him? I think we're going to need to give her a minute. There's going to be a little... You know when like a baby... like. Crying and then they're just silent for a while. That's Lydia. Before they let out the scream. Yeah, that's Lydia when she laughs. Oh, I was gonna say. All I was trying to say about Dunk Daddy. This that Adam has a lot of peduncle and blood. Yeah. So you might know why they pulled these. <laughs> Guys, her glasses oh, are literally fog. Show me, Lydia. <laughs> Show me the foggy glasses. They're foggy. Oh, they fog up on her, on her face when she laughs too much. Well, I would say that one thing you need to to be careful of if you see a peduncle forming and or blooms forming, you really can't screw up watering schedules. You have to keep consistent with that. Now. I don't know. I have like I have plants that the peduncles blast too. Yeah. So it's like I it always seems to be a crapshoot, but I guess the main thing you need to just make sure is that you don't change anything in the environment, in the care, in the watering while it's blooming. Yeah. And maybe not drastically change the like environment. Like if it's on one shelf, don't put it in the cabinet. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like, you know, time lapses are amazing. And I haven't done one in a while because I gave my old phone to a friend 
Mm. So I need to get a new phone. So this phone can be my old phone for time lapses because I love <laughs> oh, doing time lapses. Yes. But a lot of the times when people want to do time lapses of a bloom, they will take a plant that usually has like a. S- oh, that was a train. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I don't know. <laughs> it's me. I'm farting. It sounds like a train. <laughs> but plants have like a, a circadian rhythm. Is that what you call it? When yeah. Like, and so. If you take a plant that like is usually used to not having lights in, at night and you're trying to catch her a bloom and then all of a sudden you're blasting lights at it 24-7. See, whenever I did my time lapses, I just kept natural light and I cut out the black, like the black, dark. when the, Sections? Yeah. I would just find it in my editor and I would just cut out those frames. Yeah, that's what you told me to, to do and I did. For because I think that in that situation... You're then blasting that plant with light 24 mm-hmm. 7. Changing it's very, the environment. It's changing something. Oh, okay. Not saying that you can't do it, but yeah. I think those are things you need to be careful of. Mm-hmm. And also maybe giving it a fertilizer that's, like we said in our last of, of a few episodes ago, so many trains. <laughs> it's like right across <laughs> the street, too. I, I mean, it's kind of nice, but I'm wondering, I always wonder when people listen to our podcast, if like they're driving and they're like, shit, is there a train? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's my fear. Probably. Because that one guy said that his cat, he thought it was his cat yeah. meowing when it was yours. But so I and think earlier I heard sirens and I was going to be like, sorry guys, I live in the hood. <laughs> I know, but sometimes people be like, they slam their brakes and they're like, is there a cat behind me? Yeah. Um. Giving it a fertilizer that's higher in phosphorus mm. might help the blooms stay stronger. But I don't know. See, everyone everyone wants to know my secret or like, what do you do? But I honestly don't think I do things right because, you know, the Bella. I let that thing dry off to the point of like it's wrinkly AF. And <laughs> right. then I give it water. And, and then, then it, it perks blooms. back up and it, it's blooming and it's fine. But so many people are like, I don't understand how your Bella blooms like this. Like my peduncles always fall off. Yeah. So maybe you do need to like make it struggle a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. But then remember when Lydia tried to like not water her plants for like three days and then she swore they all died or they all were about to die. So she gave up and watered them. (laughs) But guys, speaking of peduncles, I recently moved and thank goodness I didn't lose a single plant. All my plants are well and happy. Clap. But... (laughs) Anyway. And you even brought the moths with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, from the stress of moving, my carry eye with Splash has all these peduncles, but never put out a single bloom. And finally, one of them had blooms forming. But now that it's living its cushy life over again, they all fell off. Stick it in the back of your car. <laughs> Make it think it's in the U-Haul. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I really don't know. I don't know why some some blast and some don't, but I mean, because I have it happen to my to me quite a bit. Like yeah. Yeah. my Lacunosa Ponsug, that doesn't, I mean, it's bloomed twice, but it has bloomed way more than that. But only twice has the fl- have flowers actually opened. Huh. I mean, one of those spaths is like almost a half an inch long, which means like that's the history of the bloom. Yeah, And I've only seen flowers twice because they... They generate like the buds and then they just all fall off. They turn yellow and fall off. So, And I think it's a good point to make like don't be discouraged because, you know, I think that's also part of nature. Even though we try to do the perfect thing, 
Like they're just going to be like, eh, I don't like it and kind yeah. of do whatever it wants to do. Yeah. So, you know, keep the peduncle on there. Hopefully the it can, yeah, <laughs> rebloom from the sea peduncle. So, you know, hold on to faith and keep on going. What are some other like deficiencies in um, nutrients? Yeah. So I think nitrogen is a big one, which nitrogen is also the one that helps new growth and is essential for Hoya. Um, but basically, if nitrogen is missing from the equation or if your Hoya is deficient on nutrients, then the older leaves on the bottom tend to yellow and start to fall off and die. Um, because I feel like Hoya is one of those plants where the leaves stick around for quite some time, yeah. unlike aeroids. I think one of the things that I always got sad about when I used to grow aeroids was how the leaves would just fall off and die. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's not the case. Like you have that one huge carnosa. Yeah. And like those leaves, even on your splashy um, inner variegated obovata, like the first leaf that was ever one, on there. One of the first leaves did, you know. Recently? It yeeted itself. But yeah, it still has one of the original leaves. And you got that plant such a long time ago. Like two years? Almost three years ago? Yeah, but we've, in LA, we've seen um, plants where they're like, oh, this is my grandmother's plants, this is my grandfather's plants. It's been in the family for 20, 30 years. And now there's like that trendy thing where people are like selling heirloom. Yeah. Because it's like, it belonged to somebody in their family, which I'm like, okay, you do you. But also, it's so cool that that plant was once you know, originally someone's in your family, you're passing it down and the leaves are still there um, as long as the care is correct. Yeah. One of the important things is to make sure that your Hoya is getting all the nutrients that it needs um, so that it holds on to the leaves as much as possible because if you aren't giving, you know, those nutrients and there's deficiencies, then it's just going to pull from what it can and those bottom leaves are going to go. Yeah, so if you see some of the older leaves... In your Hoya, just, you know, go and buy by shriveling up. <laughs> you got to, you might, you need to change something. Yeah. And it's hard to tell exactly what it would be. Even if you sent pictures to like a botanist, it's just so, it's so difficult to be like, oh, this is exactly what you have to do. Yeah. So I think it's really important to use like a complete, it's almost like taking a multivitamin, right? Like yeah. give your plant mul- a multivitamin, give it that complete nutrition that it needs. Yeah. But, um, what? <clears throat> but I think one of the other important things that we haven't talked about is watering. Mm-hmm. And watering comes with its own huge array of different kinds of issues um, from root rot to dry rot to all sorts of other issues, overwatering, underwatering. I think it's a big one for a lot of people. Um, and you've had dry rot before. Dry rot is unique and I didn't really think it was I didn't even know it was a thing Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a couple Hoya really suffer from dry rot so it's basically they were dry too long and these ones were in LECA they weren't in soil Um, and I think the reason I could tell it was dry rot was because they were in LECA had that Mm -hmm. been in a pot like I would have never known Um, but the roots basically became hyper what do you, what is that called when you something doesn't want to like something phobic like hydrophobic 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 so basically the plant had taken all 
of the moisture it could from all of the roots because that was like the last resort and they would never like the roots basically were just dead. So I was watering it and it the plant disintegrated um, starting at the base and work, working its way up. But I was able to take a couple of tip cuttings that were still had a healthy stem that weren't wrinkled and was able to reroot it. But yeah, I remember you, you called us and you were super heartbroken about um, coming home and finding your plant like that. Yeah. And, and I, I oof. that's so sad. It was really sad. Yeah. And I think one of the things is, you know, no matter what media you're growing in, rot is going to happen. Rot is a natural part of the cycle. And I feel like when I was first into Hoya, one of the things I was most freaked out or like plants in general that I was most freaked out about was root rot mm-hmm. because everyone would say like, Oh, you get root rot. That's over. Like that plant's done and it's dead. And it used to freak me out so much. But now like I have so many plants where they have, you know, rotted roots, but it's perfectly healthy. It's perfectly fine. Cause it has new roots that are fine and sustains the plant. So I think it's, you know, just learning like that's okay. Rot's going to happen. And if your plant looks healthy. Yeah. I mean, plants, roots are just constantly regenerating, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's not like leaves, I guess. It's a whole different, like it's a whole different system underneath that substrate. I think there is a point of too far gone, whether it comes from dry rot or root rot. And you just have to look for those signs. Yeah. If your plants are wrinkly and you give it a good drink and it never perks back up, that's a sign that your roots are done. And usually what I'll do is I'll unpot it, take a look at the roots. And if it's dry rotted, root rotted, you can tell because the root that should be plump and firm becomes like mushy and you pull it off and it's stringy. Yeah. And or it breaks like hay, mm-hmm. almost like hay. Yeah. And I'll just cut it all off. I'll reroot it. Um, and I recently moved. Did I talk about this? No, I don't remember. The Dekie. Because um, I recently moved and you saw my Dekie. I moved it into a brand new pot because I was like, ooh, you need a repot. And I moved it. She's grown so well. Yep. And then the leaves were wrinkly and they wouldn't perk back up. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Unpot it and all the roots were done. So I chopped it all up put it into a little cup of water. Now it has brand new roots and I actually repotted it today. Yeah. Nice. I love that about Hoya too, is that the fact that they can grow roots from literally any surface. Yeah. That's uh, the best. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, one last thing though, when it comes to, um, you know, if you're, plant is completely wrinkly i say do some emergency sos right away especially if it doesn't perk back up after watering because i find if the roots are completely how long after watering though like a day because i have had some that took a whole day to perk back up yeah like if you water something the next day you wake up in the morning you look at your plant and it's still the same okay because i found a few Leave a plant with dry rot or root rot for a prolonged period of time, then the stem begins to rot mm-hmm. and it really starts to affect the plant. Like at that point, I feel like that issue becomes bigger. So if you notice that, you know, just unpot it, like squish the stem, make sure it's still nice and firm and sturdy. And from there you can reroot it. But if it's mushy at any point, you just want to cut back until yeah. you see sap. Until you, yeah, until you mm-hmm. see the latex inside. Yeah. So whether it's clear sap, white sap, just look for that sap and then you're good. 
Um, I usually let mine sit out for just a couple of minutes and then I'll pot it back up. Yeah. But yeah, but that's some of the issues that we've encountered. Um, just to tell you guys that last part. <laughs> we were we were talking. She's going to pull behind we the curtain. Were, yeah, we were having a great time. And then Adam just goes, shoot. <laughs> I didn't say it so nicely, but yeah, the system was not recording for a good like 20 minutes of our last convo but that's okay you know these things happen you were yeah. we you gotta weren't roll with the to punches there was <laughs> then there was 30 minutes of lydia trying to get her crap together and not laugh but so that's why my voice is raspy at the yeah. end <laughs> your voice definitely changed <laughs> i think she hit a new level of laughter where yeah. the wheezing actually started yeah. choking her a little yeah and we were like is she okay will she live and then at one point i tried to just end the podcast <laughs> But, but well i just gotta say we saw some new reviews come through on apple podcast today and we were sitting down at dinner and reading through them and guys it was just the sweetest so warm fuzzies yeah, yeah. thank really you kind. lydia loves yeah. that she gets so mushy <laughs> so if y'all are listening and you're enjoying this podcast hey if you leave us a review we'll be so grateful we'll sit down at dinner next time and read through them um but also you know give us a share give us a follow whatever else what what, what else can you do on a podcast yeah, no, that's it. Share, follow. Oh, okay. Yeah, give us a share. Give us a follow. Leave us a review. <laughs> Tweet, Facebook about us. <laughs> tell, tell your friends. And if you want to follow us on Instagram and see some of the other content that we post, we're at Let's Not Talk Hoya. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm kind of going off script here, but I did want to say that... Um, our next episode is going to be listener questions, Ooh, especially yes. about care tips. So if you have any questions, please send them to us. Instagram, let's not talk Hoya. And uh, we'll include those in the next episode. Yes. But anyway, you can find us individually also on Instagram. I am at not dude. I'm at the green plant dot AZ. And I'm at perritos y plants. Adios. Adios. Bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.